This is the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. We have assembled the world's finest sports and trivia dorks to prove once and for all that we are just as bad at this as we were at sports. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, sports trivia for those of us who rode the pine. I'm your host, Dan, and today's game will be pitting the Benchwarmer team of Matt and Mason versus Benchwarmer Scott and newcomer Gary Middleton. Welcome to the bench, Gary. Why don't you take a minute and uh, let us know uh, where you're from, teams you root for, and anything else you'd like to share with us. Well, sounds good. Thanks for having me on. I'm uh, from uh, Gurney, Illinois, which is um, about an hour north of Chicago, up real pretty close to Wisconsin, actually. And uh, I'm pretty much a fan of most things Chicago, if you rule out the White Sox, all things Chicago. Um, and, uh, and then I've always kind of been a Brewers fan as well. I uh, got the privilege and luck of getting to go to the uh, final game of the ALCS in 1982 when everyone stormed on the field after they won the, uh, won the series to go to the World Series for their only time. Um, so always love the Brewers, and uh, that's, that's kind of my bulk of professional teams. Uh, we did kind of adopt the North Dakota Fighting Sioux as well um, as my son went to college there, um, and that, uh, that, that's enough to keep me busy. That's not a team anymore now. That, it's always the team. That, that will not change. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Scott, how are you doing? And uh, why don't you uh, let us know how, how you're doing and how you're, uh, what your team name is going to be. I, I'm scared. Uh, I'm excited to be on a game that doesn't feature Eric. I feel like I have a puncher's chance, but then I remembered – the host and i'm not sure that i will have a, a puncher's <laughs> chance so i guess we'll see um but no i i'm really excited to team with gary um obviously he has no way of knowing this but i'm a closet fan of his and i have been for quite some time and you know uh he has a great reputation in the community if that's what we want to call it and so i'm kind of excited to see uh you know how he can put me on his back and carry me here nice why don't you have a team name for me uh, yeah, so again, just to kind of play off of, uh, you know, something that Gary uh, was a question writer for and something that I've listened to, uh, our team name is going to be Foreplay. All right, Team Foreplay. Matt, how are you doing today? Oh, you know, nothing much new in my world. Just sitting around doing absolutely nothing, not busy, you know, basically picking my nose and drinking beer. That's all I do. Yeah, you don't do anything. That's right. <laughs> no, busy with work, busy with the move. I haven't sold my house yet and frustrated about that. I'm going to move to Nebraska, whatever. But yeah, otherwise, I'm enjoying my Packers being 4 uh, 0. Yeah, Mason, how are you doing tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you cut off of that. Um, didn't need to hear all that, but uh, I'm doing okay. I've been kind of busy too, but just trying to survive Mother Nature pouring down on me but yeah other than that doing okay yeah mason's the only person i know growing out of playoff beard in october we got a few months to go buddy <laughs> his hurricane beard what playoffs what what, what team what team has he oh got boy. that's going to the playoffs oh <laughs> all right do we have a team name gentlemen uh yeah so uh, mason is a fan of the new orleans saints and i'm a fan of the saint paul saints so we'll call ourselves the uh we'll just be the go saints with the old school spelling, the G-E-A-U-X. All right. And I am wearing a St. Paul Saints hat tonight. There so yep. playing favorites. There we go. There you go. And now we'll listen to myself read the rules for you. 
we will be starting off with the tailgate to warm up the teams. This will be followed by four quarters of play, each with a different trivia style. The styles of quarters one through three will change from show to show, and I will explain them as we go along. Like any good sporting event, we will have a halftime show after the second quarter with entertainment questions pertaining to sports. And in the fourth quarter, our teams will wager from the points they've accumulated to see who are today's clipboard captains to be honored like the true bench warmers they are. All right, let's get this game underway. Thank you, Dan. That was an excellent reading of the rules. And now it's time for the tailgate, consisting of three warm-up questions worth 10 points each. Question one, who is the NBA Finals MVP trophy named after? Uh, we're going to check in. All right, four play is checked in. Go Saints, you can go ahead and finish talking this out. Yeah, so the, the name I threw out there that Mason's confirming is Bill Russell. So let's go with that. Checking in with Bill Russell. And foreplay, what did you say? I should know this right off the top of my head, and for some reason I didn't. In a strange turn of events, I, it turns out that I know the names of more NHL trophies than I do NBA trophies, apparently. <laughs> so that's interesting. Uh, but then I thought about it more. I remember watching the thing with LeBron the other night, and they were talking about how this is the first finals that Bill Russell wasn't able to be at because of the bubble and everything. So we also checked in with Bill Russell. Both teams checked in with Bill Russell and points all around on this one. It is Bill Russell. Very good. Let's move on to question number two. In October of 2019, Kenyan runner Eliud Kipkoche competed in a special race in which he accomplished which never previously accomplished feat. Then we can check in. All right. Go Saints has checked in. It means foreplay. You can talk it out. Well, Scott, I have no idea. I haven't heard about this. I don't know. There's a lot of things could be never done feet. I don't know if this is a distance thing or a short thing. Is it possible it's something as crazy as like a double marathon or something? I, I, I really would be just totally stabbing at this. Yeah, my, my head went all over the place to all, like all the way from, I don't know, he ran it completely backwards to he ran up Mount Everest he sailed around the world he did it in a wheelchair like literally my head has gone mm -hmm. to so many different places because I feel like there are a lot of potential answers yeah it sounded like the whole event was centered around whatever this uniqueness is though so yeah I, I mean maybe they did something backwards or whatever but a wheelchair is interesting I again I or maybe you know with one leg or I you know I'm just trying to think of things that maybe hadn't been done that would be an impressive enough feat you know, to merit a question in the tailgate round on our podcast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I double marathon. Uh, yeah. The, I, I steeplechase for all I know, you know, I, I really, I have <laughs> right. no clue here. But then, then you start getting into triathlons and things like that. That's why I yeah. figured maybe it was just like a longer set of running, but I, uh, I, I think for us to magically pull this out of the air would be uh, pretty impressive. So. So whichever, whichever you feel comfortable with, I'm fine with. I don't feel comfortable with any of them. Let's just say. Um, Good answer. <laughs> we'll say he completed it an entire marathon running backwards. Okay, I like it. That's what we're checked in with. All right, checking in with running an entire marathon running backwards. All right, and go Saints. What did you have to say? It happened in October, so it was a little bit cooler out, and it happened in perfect conditions and on a 
course that Nike specifically set up with chasers that would uh, pace him and make sure that he kept on the same pace. And he ran the first sub two hour marathon. And yes, the answer is he did run the first sub two hour marathon. It is not going to be considered a record because it was um, done in optimal conditions and it was set up with the express purpose of him breaking the record. So it wasn't actually run in an actual race, but he did, um, he did finish it in less than two hours. Wow. Is there any chance he did that backwards? He did not do it backwards. <laughs> no. I've seen you know the video. What? <laughs> I, I am. <laughs> My training starts tomorrow. We can't prove that he didn't. Or wait, yeah, we probably can't. Video can. evidence. <laughs> I'm not sure this video. The last clip of him crossing the finish line, yeah. <laughs> Moving on to question number three in the tailgate. Excluding the cue ball, and you know where this is going. <laughs> How many balls begin the game on a snooker table? Oh, goodness. This is all you, buddy. And I posted a video about the rules <laughs> on the bench last night. I just joined the bench, so I don't. <laughs> <laughs> all right. See, now I didn't watch the video, but I've watched snooker, so I'm going to have to figure out what it looks like to start. Oh my gosh, I wanted to watch that. I saw it posted out there and I was too busy doing drywall and flooring work in my house. Uh, that'll <laughs> teach me. All right, I'm about to, I think I'm going to have to reverse engineer this. Hold on. How do you reverse engineer it? If I know how things score and snooker and work my way back. Oh, okay, I got you. So you're attempting to reverse engineer this from the 147? Yeah. That's going to be impressive if you can pull that off. All right. If my math is right and I did this the right way, I'm pretty sure that's... Go ahead and check it in. Okay, we'll go ahead and check in. All right, Go Saints has checked in. Foreplay, feel free to try and talk this out. And I know I've watched videos of this, of the guy that had like the perfect, the perfect turn or whatever where he pockets everything on the first shot. And it's been a little while since I watched it. Um, I recall a handful of uniquely colored balls and a lot of red balls. Um, and it feels like he had an awful lot of shots to get everything in. He thought it was an odd number. Don't know that for sure. I, th I think it might be as many as 15. I was saying to Scott, 13 just feels like unlucky, and I would have remembered 13, and 11 seems too small. So 15, I think, is where we're going to land. All right, checking in with 15. And go Saints, what was your answer? So I had to do some math starting from 147. Um, so the there's six of colored balls. I think it's blue, brown, pink, green, yellow, and black um, that are two, three, four, five, six, seven. And that adds up to 27. So with 120, you pot a red ball, which is one point, and a black, which is seven. So that's eight. So 120 divided by eight is 15. So I guess there are 15 red balls with the six other colors. So we checked in with 21. Checking in with 21. This is what I, when I team up with the math major. <laughs> Mason, that was very, very impressive. The correct answer is 21. There are 15 red balls in a regular rack, a yellow, a brown, a green, a blue, a pink, and a black. Mason, I'm proud of you. Great job. <laughs> See, I'm glad I watched snooker enough to be able to do that. That was reverse engineering at its finest. Yeah. After the tailgate, we have a score of four play 10 and go Saints 30.
Before we get to the first quarter, we wanted to let you know that we are on Patreon if you'd be interested in supporting us financially. Your contributions will be used to help us cover the costs that it takes to bring you the high-quality sports trivia you have come to expect from us. There's also some great perks that come with the Patreon membership to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast, including bonus episodes and Benchwarmers swag. You can find us at patreon.com slash benchwarmerstp. Thanks. Today's first quarter will be Sportagories. Sportagories. This quarter will consist of three categories where teams will have three minutes per category to compile a list of answers that fit in said category. The teams will then compare their lists and any unique answers will be worth 10 points. Our first category is going to be winners of the U.S. Open Men's and Women's Tennis Championship who are from the United States of America. And your three minutes begins now. Does that mean that they could have been, they, they were always from the U.S. or could they have changed countries? Um, that they were billed from the United States. Uh, you didn't tell us how many. I'm sorry, there are 15. I'll give you a few extra seconds after we're done. Hey, it's Dan breaking in, so you don't have to listen to all of the typing and deliberation. I've got some more random sports facts. The original Stanley Cup was only seven and a half inches high. Yeah, it's just that little bowl thing that's on top of it now. Back to the game. All right, that's time. I will read off the names. Um, All you need to say is whether you have it or not. So our first one, in 1968, winning the inaugural U.S. Open, Arthur Ashe. Yeah, we had that one. Uh, No, we left it off. Um, 1971 was Stan Smith. Lucky Smith, but I got it. No. Um, 1974, 76, 78, 82, and 83 was Jimmy Connors. Yes. We had that too. 79, 80, 81, and 84 was John McEnroe. Yeah, we had that. So did we. 90, 93, 95, 96, and 2002 was Pete Sampras. Yes. Yep, we had Sampras. 94 and 99, Andre Agassi. Yep. Yep. 2003, Andy Roddick. Yep. Mm, oh, yeah, we have Andy Roddick. Yeah. Now to the women. 71, 72, and 74, Billie Jean King. Yep, we had that. Yes. 75, 76, 77, 78, 80, and 82, Chris Everts. Yep, yep, we had that one. 79 and 81, Tracy Austin. No. No, we didn't have that one. 83, 84, 86, and 87, Martina Nevratilova. Yes. No. Wait. She converted. She did. Really? That's specifically who you were asking about, right? That and Monica Sellis, I thought, became oh. American, too. Um, I don't know if she ever won a tournament while she was. Exactly. While she was, though. Um, 1998, Lindsay Davenport. Yes. Yeah, we had that. The last minute, last second. 1999, 2002, 2008, 2012, 2013, 2014, Serena Williams. Mm-hmm. Of course. 2000 and 2001, Venus Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in 2017, Sloane Stevens. 
Oh. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So we each only got one on that one. <laughs> Both teams scoring ten points. Well, so much for breaking the record. This was not going to be a record-breaking game today. No. All right. The next category, Major League Baseball batting champions, both American and National League, during the 1980s. Oh, no. And go. What was the number again? I'm sorry, Dan. I'm sorry. There are 12. It's Dan breaking in with another sports fact. Former pitcher Turk Wendell used to brush his teeth and chew licorice between every inning. Seems a little counterproductive to me. Back to the game. Time is up. I will read off the names. In 1980, we had Bill Buckner. Nope. That one I I had on the tip of my tongue, but it went through my legs. (laughs) (laughs) And we also had George Brett. Yeah, we had that one. Recent episode helped me with that one. In 1981, Bill Madlock. Yeah, that's the name. Another Cub, you're killing me. And also in 1981, Carney Lansford. That's the name. Bill Madlock also won it in 1983, by the way. In 1982, Willie Wilson. We didn't have that name. Nope. And Al Oliver. Nope. Nope. 1983, 85, 86, 87, and 88, Wade Boggs. Yes. Yeah, we had that name. Yep. 1984, 87, 88, and 89, Tony Gwynn. Yep. Yep. 1984, Don Mattingly. Oh, of course. Oh, Donnie Baseball. Wow. 1985, Willie McGee. Had him. Wow. Oh, I pulled that one. Woo. 1986, Tim Raines. Oh, you know what's funny, guy? I was going to type Tim Raines and I was like, I thought he was just a steals guy. Finally, in 1989, Kirby Puckett. Ah, we had that, yeah. Wow. All right, so both teams picking up 10 points on that one. And we'll move on to our third list. And this one's going to take a little bit of explanation because there's some caveats on this one. I just want to make sure everyone understands them before we go ahead and start. There are going to be 19 items on this list. And I need you to tell me big four championship teams that no longer exist in the city in which they won their championship. For the NFL, we're counting Super Bowls only. For the NHL, since 1927. And if they changed their name but remained in the same metro area, they are not included. You have 19 teams. Your time begins now. This is Dan breaking in one more time. In 1950, India withdrew from its first and only Soccer World Cup that it ever qualified for because FIFA banned playing barefoot. Back to the show. And that is your time. All right. Well, here we go. We'll start in the NFL. The Baltimore Colts. Got them. You guys have them too, right? The Colts. Before they went to Indy. Oh, they went. That's so, yeah, we don't have them. The Oakland Raiders. Yep, we had that. Oh, no. Wow. The Los Angeles Raiders. We just had the Raiders. Well, you needed but you needed to have that one specifically. So I'm gonna give you credit for one of them. Okay. And the St. Louis Rams. Yes. Yeah, we had that. Okay. Baseball. The New York Giants. Yes. Yep. The Philadelphia Athletics. Oh, yes. No, we didn't have that one. The Boston Braves. Yes. Oh. Nope. Goodness. 
the Washington Senators. Yes. How did I not get that? I'm going to take your twins card away from you. <laughs> the Brooklyn Dodgers. Yes. Yeah, we had that. The Milwaukee Braves. Yes. Jeez. On to the NBA. The Philadelphia Warriors. Nope. <laughs> the Baltimore Bullets. No, I didn't know they ever won. No. The Rochester Royals. <laughs> the Minneapolis Lakers. Yes. Yep. The Syracuse Nationals. Nope. I didn't know they won one. The St. Louis Hawks. Yep, we had that one. No. The Seattle Supersonics. Yes. Didn't have that one. And then finally, the NHL. The Ottawa Senators. The original? <laughs> the original Ottawa Senators. No. And the Montreal Maroons. Nope. Looks like I have 60 points for foreplay on that one and 20 points for Go Saints. So after the first quarter, our score today is foreplay with 90 points, Go Saints with 70. Our second quarter today will be pre- and post-game. Pre- and post-game. For this quarter, there will be five before and after style questions. For example, if I said, what all-time leader in receptions for the Indianapolis Colts was a Notre Dame safety drafted by the Minnesota Vikings? The answer would be Marvin Harrison Smith. Each question is worth 20 points. Question number one. This 18-time All-Star has his number 29 retired by the only two MLB teams he played for and was also traded to the Oakland A's for Jose Canseco during the 1992 season, although he would go back to his previous team two more times. Sure. Yep, we can check in. All right, go Saints has checked in. Foreplay, feel free to talk this one out. Um, all right, so an 18-time All-Star that only played for two teams that wore number 29. The other one. And we don't, have, the second we don't have any time frame on this. This could be. No, I know. Okay. Yeah, 18-time All-Star, I mean. Right. Number 29 is the big one, but I, I'm trying to think I'm of. not great with, with baseball numbers. Right. And then the other side traded was traded for Jose Canseco, but went back to that team two more times. 92 Canseco, where was he traded to? Was that the Rangers? He definitely went there. I think that's where he went from Oakland. Right? He was, I think, I thought it was the Rangers. I'm trying to think who the Rangers would have had at that time that would have went back to Oakland twice. Yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not going to get there, I don't think, unless we get one half, possibly. Yeah. I don't know which half I'm closer on. <laughs> Number 29. Yeah, yeah, I'm not Yeah. super number. I'm trying to think of really, really prolific guys that only played for two teams. Yeah, there, there's a lot of them that played the bulk of their career with one and then just kind of yeah. moved somewhere else at the end. Also, there's so many, I thought, that were, like, really, okay. really good and kept going. Like, even Hank Aaron, right? Was he Braves and Brewers only? But he, yes. I don't think he was 29 by any means. He was 44. So, 
But, uh, but yeah, lots of guys like that. So whether it was a career that was yeah, split evenly or just like, yeah. let's buy another year or two at the end. Yeah, like a Willie Mays to the Mets type mm-hmm. thing. And I don't think it's going to be Willie Mays because it's not – I don't think anyone named Mays something got traded for Jose Canseco. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to just picture 29 jersey on anybody prolific. Um, isn't that terrible? I, I Sadly, I personally have to tap out. I'm not going to get there. Yeah, I'm trying to think if it maybe it is Hank Aaron because at least Aaron is a first name. But Aaron was number 44. Yeah, I know yeah. it was, yeah. Two, all right, so 18-time All-Stars, two teams. So that eliminates Cal Ripken Jr. It eliminates Derek Jeter, guys like that. Pete Rose? No, he wasn't 29, though. He played, didn't he play for the Expos? Oh, he did, he did. At some point, yeah. so. um, I was thinking him initially, but. Yeah, I, I go back to, like, Billy Williams of the Cubs who went and played with the Oakland A's toward the end of his career. But Billy Williams, I I don't think he was 29 either. I, I'd know it if I hit the number, and that doesn't look right. Yeah. But, geez, I mean, I'm going back a lot of years of baseball here. 18 times. Steve Garvey, I don't think he was 29. He played probably for the Dodgers and Padres only. Right. Like Barry Bonds played for two teams, but he wasn't number 29. Yeah. 29. Um, two team, two team, 18 time. Say that fast. Carew was Carew 29. He was Twins and and Angels. I know he got mad hits. I don't know. Rod. Rod Caruni Mera. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can go off Rod Carew. Um, um, Rudolph, Rudy, Rudy, uh, Rudy Law. I can't think of any Rudy's that played baseball besides a relief pitcher named Rudy Sianis. Yeah, Rudy Law, I think, was a player that played for the White Sox in the 80s, along with Vance Law, if I remember right. Yeah, that doesn't I, – I mean, I like Rod Caruni Mara better than anything else that we've said. <laughs> sure. All right, we'll check in with Rod Caruni Mara, the guy with the dragon tattoo. And go Saints, what did you say? You know, let me do this one, buddy. I even I had I had it before I had the first one before you even did that gave the number. So, but the second one took me a while, and the second one I think uh, for some reason in my brain, Scott, this is a guy that I think you absolutely loved, and for some he's just one of these players. So, it was uh, Rod Carubin Sierra. When you got to Rod Carew, I was sitting there like, he's gonna get this. Scott is going to get this. <laughs> I I completely did not think about I don't think of Ruben Sierra as an Oakland A I didn't even know he played for them I thought he played for every other team but the A's to be honest <laughs> well to make it official the correct answer is Rod Ruben Sierra oh my goodness and um, Ruben Sierra went back to the Texas Rangers two more times and uh, if you think of Ruben Sierra I pretty much always think of him oh, as God, a and we said it I would have totally bought into it yeah he's one of those 90s guy that for some reason Scott I just thought that's got to be one of Scott's guys. He just has to no. know this. I mean, I I liked him. I, I but not. I wouldn't say he was one of my guys. He and a, didn't he have a, a funky batting stats like the stance oh, yeah. like Julio Franco did too? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yep. All right. Question number two. 
This pitcher won the AL Rollades Relief Man Award in 1986 and 1987, and also threw two touchdowns in the 1999 Fiesta Bowl while leading his team to a perfect 12-0 and record. We'll go ahead and check in. All right, Go Saints has checked in. Foreplay, talk it out. All right, we're, uh, I don't think we're going to get to the quarterback without stumbling upon the pitcher. You said AL pitcher. I came up with a Quisenberry because the Royals were, you know, good in the mid-80s, and Quisenberry was good for quite a while, but we just couldn't come up with a a Barry. I can't think of a Barry that's ever played quarterback, let alone in 1999. I guess it it could be a part of Barry. It could be Airy or Re. I don't think he would just tag off of the Re part, though. That's kind of a small stem. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think who who was the uh, top AL teams in the mid to late. 80s. I mean, the Twins were good then, right? But I'm trying. They won in eighty. They won in '87. Uh-huh. Boston made the World Series in '86. So, so who closed for the Twins? Did they have somebody prolific, or were they all about the hitting and Viola or whatever year he was? I I don't know who closed games for them then. Um, other other American League teams. I mean, Oakland was good, but I don't think this is Eckersley. I think it's too late to be Goose Gossage. I think he's more late 70s, early to mid 80s. Yeah, he he was pitching with the Cubs late, but that won't help for an AL right. award. Um, I don't remember who was doing the Yankees even at that point. They weren't good. Yeah. Um, not. I mean, not that you don't necessarily. It, you don't have to be, but it helps. You get a guy that wins relief yeah. pitcher. They they've got I, a lot of. I can't. I can't think of who was closing for like Texas, Baltimore, Detroit any of those teams at, at that time right um cleveland it's a little too soon i think for bobby thigpen right yeah he was i was trying to think of him he's, too but he like feels more like 90s, more like 90s yeah i i, I do like quisenberry but i just don't know a berry maybe it's yeah, just a guy I'm, trying, I, I'm not aware of i'm trying to go from the other side 1999 fiesta bowl the team went undefeated you would think that their quarterback would be somewhat prolific and well-known mm-hmm. the 1999 draft had donovan mcnab Cade mcnown Achilles smith none of those names fit and if he wasn't let's say he wasn't a senior or he stayed in school go to 2000 um trying to it's not i don't think it's drew Brees. purdue i'm trying to think of some of the bigger schools oklahoma texas Miami was always really good back then. I'm trying to think of who quarterbacked on those teams. Yeah, yeah. They needed to get to the pros for me to know about them. So. Right. Chris Winkie quarter, was quarterbacking at Florida State. Right. Eric Crouch at Nebraska. That's for Matt's wife. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't know. Did you know that my wife went to the University of Nebraska? I didn't, actually. Wow, that's wow, just a weird that's coincidence. Great. Wow. Ugh. Barry. Barry. Ruben Sierra. <laughs> that sounds like something Eric would say. Yes, yeah. Barry Ruben Sierra. Yeah, yeah. I, I again, I yeah. have nothing on either one for the second straight question. Yeah, I, I would just go Johnson and hope that there's a Barry Johnson. But uh, yeah, I mean, I 
I, yeah, I can't think of a Barry at all. Barry Wilson, Barry Smith, Barry, Barry us. We're done. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess we'll check in with Dan Quizen. Barry Melrose has cool hair. That is very true. He does. That's uh, that's what you're checking in with, yes. though? And that's, uh, that's doing the spoiler alert. That's not the right answer. But um, <laughs> go Saints. What did you say? So Mason and I went back and forth trying to figure out who, because that was back when those bowl games were still tied to the uh, conferences. And I was sitting there thinking, it's got to be an SEC team and maybe an ACC team. I don't know. He came up with Tennessee. And then from Tennessee, I was throwing up quarterbacks. So it's got to be post Peyton, right? Who was a quarterback after that? And it popped in my head that T Martin. Is it T Martin? So T Martin is what we got first. And I forget if it was you or me, Mason, who came up with that name, but whatever. So we came up with T Martin. And then I was today editing a podcast where it was talking about Yankees relievers with fantastic uh, facial hair. And then I started Googling Yankee wide uh, Yankee relievers and then popped in my head, Dave Rigetti. So it's Dave Rigetti Martin. Well, points for one team. The answer is Dave Rigetti Martin. Um, I was going to add into the uh, equation that the 1999 Fiesta Bowl was the national championship game. I don't know if that would have helped you or not. Um, but prior to 2007, the uh, national championship game um, rotated amongst the uh, the four major uh, bowl games mm-hmm. before they had the, had their own game. Yeah, yeah, that was good. I, uh, boy, I picture Rigetti, Rigetti earlier. I didn't think he was pitching that late, honestly. But I don't think I was going to get there. But nicely done. All right, well, let's see if let's see if this one helps you out a little bit. Question number three. This player appeared in six straight Grand Slam singles finals between 1961 and 1962 and also appeared as himself as an announcer in Happy Gilmore. We'll go ahead and check in. Go Saints has checked in. Foreplay once again. You can try and talk this out. All right. First of all, have you seen Happy Gilmore? Nope. No? No. I I think I did once only just because I wanted to see the Bob Barker scene. I'm not a big uh, Adam Sandler guy. Um, but I, I think Rod Laver has a very good chance. And I thought, what starts Verb at Vern Lundquist? And that sounds vaguely familiar. Uh, I it literally, I know two guys from Grand Slams back then. It's either Arthur Asher or Rod Laver. That's what was in my mind. So I think we should check that in. So Rod Laverne Lundquist. Checking in with Rod Laverne Lundquist and Go Saints. What did you say? Well, I got it from the second half. I typed in Gary Danielson by accident. I don't know because I was thinking <laughs> of the CBS and SEC on CBS. Um, but then I remembered it was it's actually Vern Lundquist. Um, and I don't know many tennis players from that time, but I know Rod Laver. So we checked in with Rod Laverne Lundquist. All right. Both teams getting points on that one. The correct answer was Rod Laverne Lundquist. Ooh. Gary, thanks for saving my behind on that one. Thanks. I was staring down the barrel of a zero for this round. Yeah, man. Foreplay, you're off the schneid. Let's get on to the uh, question number four. He is the all-time leader in passing touchdowns at the University of Nevada and also ended his 18-year career in 2014 
with a 1992 Olympic gold medal and a 2004 Stanley Cup championship. Um, yeah, I, I mean, what do you think, Gary? I, I don't. Yeah, I, I'm I don't totally. Come up with anything better? I, I I like it. I like it a lot. I don't All right. know it 100, yeah, we'll, but I, I certainly believe it. All right, we're gonna check in. All right, foreplay has checked in. So go Saints! You can go ahead and talk it out. So we came up with uh, the first part pretty quickly, and we think it's got to be Colin Kaepernick. I mean, Nevada QBs, there aren't that many. I couldn't, oh, that's the only one I can think of. Yeah. So if it's somebody else, then yeah. But Nick would make sense as a first name of some NHL hockey player that fits that lovely description. It's the first name of many NHL hockey players. That's the problem. Yeah. Uh, so, so who won? 2004 was the year. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I mean. Well, 2004, he won the Stanley Cup. Right, was that what it was? In 2012, right. won the gold medal. Right, Dan? 1992 won the gold medal. So an 18-year career, retired in 2014. So he started in 96, which means he won his gold. When he was uh, yeah. in the juniors, yeah. probably, or something. Yeah, but that doesn't, I mean, that really doesn't. Pretty sure, so in 92, it was probably Canada, I'd assume, unless it was a Russia. Russia didn't, comp- I don't know if Russia, 92... I mean, if it's Nick? Russian, it could be like Nikita something. Yeah. Kaepernickita. I mean, that's kind of a, eh, maybe. But I mean, if it's if it's a European name, it's possible. I'm sure there are probably about 15 or 20 NHLers with the first name Nick or Nick, some derivative of that, that we could come up with. I'd be like, oh, I know that name. But right now, I am totally spacing. So, Nicholas Lindstrom? Okay. So that's a name. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Kepper Nicholas Lindstrom. I'm just thinking of that's the only player I can name that starts with Nick. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if I Nicholas. Don't even know where he played. I don't know when he played. Well, it's Nicholas Lindstrom was was a late '90s, early 2000s guy. I think he's so that fits the time. Maybe, yeah. So I mean, he played through from the late '90s all the way to 2014. So that would be time frame wise. Right. Yeah. But I, I don't know anything else. I think if I recall correctly, I don't know much about him, but I think he might be Swedish. But I may, but it doesn't make a difference. If though so, they maybe won the gold medal in '92, I don't know. I don't know. Like I guess that's just right. a name. You want to go fits. with that? Sure. I'm not going to come up with anything better. Even if you named 14 other people named Nick who played in the NHL, I would go, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? For moral so. support here. Um, so you want to check yeah. in with Colin Kaeper Nicholas Lindstrom. Checking in with Colin Kaeper Nicholas Lindstrom. And foreplay, what did you come up with? Uh, yeah, obviously right away, Colin Kaepernick for the QB. It's for the same reasons that they expressed. I mean, it, I can't name another quarterback from Nevada. Um, I was in Reno, Nevada Thanksgiving 2012, and I missed him in a bar by about 45 seconds. He left. We went in. There was this huge crowd, and they were just like, Colin Kaepernick left. So, really upsetting. Um, the hockey player, I'm going to be really upset if they got it because I also think it's Nicholas Lidstrom. But now that I'm thinking about it more, it might be Nicholas Backstrom. I was trying to remember who won in 04. Um, I know the Mighty Ducks won in like 03 or 04. And then I know the Lightning won around that time as well. So, I was trying to remember. Um, ultimately, we also checked in with Colin Kaepernick, Nicholas Lindstrom. 
Right? Oh, wow. Both teams checking in with Colin Kaepernick-less Lidstrom. Um, we definitely got the Colin Kaepernick part right. Would it help you to know that in 2004, the Lightning won the Stanley well, Cup? I just said that. Okay. How about in 1992, Russia won the gold medal? We're looking at Colin Kaepernick-Nikolai Have Bulin. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Hobby. No, I, I, I know him. <laughs> what? Nikolai did what? Colin Kaepernick-Nikolai Have Bulin. 2004 Lightning, I think of uh, Martin St. Louis and Vinny LeCavalier. Those are the guys that I – Brad Richards. Yeah. Yep, but Javi was yeah, the goalie. No, yeah, I wasn't yeah. thinking goalies. That's for darn sure. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to question number five. After dropping the French Open final two years in a row, this South American won the 1998 U.S. Open and also finished his career in 2003 with the Tennessee Titans with the lowest interception percentage in NFL history. Dan, let's go ahead and check in. All right, Go Saints has checked in for play once again. Talk it out. Gary, you're good with checking that in, right? I, I, I just I don't think there's anything else that fits close enough. Yeah, the uh, the tennis players were boy that that was a range too. When I, I I followed tennis, but not in the '90s. I was pretty well burned out about that point and didn't watch much. But I did remember and liked Gabriela Sabatini, who was from Argentina. So we kind of thought there was a chance. It was Sabatini, and the only thing we could come up with that seemed like a uh, Titans quarterback was Neil O'Donnell. So we've got Gabria, Gabriella Sabatini-Neil O'Donnell. All right, checking in with Gabriella Sabatini-Neil O'Donnell. Go Saints. What did you come up with? Yeah, same thing. We uh, finally we had Neil O'Donnell within the first, what, like minute or so, <laughs> and then we went back and forth with Lindsey Davenport, and we're like, "Whose first name is Port? What are we missing here?" Martina Hingis, Hingis, Gis. Is there somebody a quarterback named Gis? Um, <laughs> and we couldn't get it. And then when you added the South American, I just basically said, "All right, Mason, name all of your South American tennis uh, female tennis stars. Go." <laughs> he said something that ends with knee, and I said, "Oh, oh yeah, Sabatini, yeah." So, yeah, Gabriella Sabatini, Neil O'Donnell. All right, both teams checking in with Gabriella Sabatini, Neil O'Donnell, and both teams getting the points. It was Gabriella Sabatini, Neil O'Donnell. Um, Neil O'Donnell, who uh, wore number 14 for most of his career, um, was not able to wear the number 14 in his days with the Bengals. He wore number 12 because Bengals legend and really podcast legend Ken Anderson wore number 14 while he was in Cincinnati. Greatest of all time. Well, heading into halftime, we have a score of Go Saints with 150 and Foreplay with 130. Low scoring game and it's still anyone's game as we move on into halftime. It is now time for the halftime show. There will be five entertainment questions pertaining to sports, with each question worth 20 points. Question number one. This former Major League Baseball catcher 
went on to become one of the Miller Lite All-Stars as a group of actors and former athletes that starred in multiple Miller Lite commercials. He often played off how bad of a Major League Baseball career he had. Check it in, Gary. Yeah, we're, we're in. All right, foreplay is checked in. Go Saints, talk it out. Oh my gosh, how do I not have this? I know him. He's the Brewers announcer. Um, he's been the Brewers announcer for like, he had a major league career with the Cardinals for like 12 years or something in the 60s and early 70s. Then he kind of kind of became a comedian and he was on that uh, TV show where they, I forget where they had like the, did they have the robot kid or something like that in the 80s? I can't think of his name. He would go like, whoa, just a bit outside. Um, I, hey, I must be in the front row. Um, oh, my gosh. How can I not think of his name? One of my favorite comedians, um, Artie Lang, talks about how he had such a foul mouth and he'd hit the little thing. Um, oh, my gosh. Come on. I don't think I'm any help here. <laughs> he's a long time brewers announcer for like he's in his late 80s or 90s now he's been he was inducted in the hall of fame like in the like about 15 years ago or something oh my gosh i can see his face just a bit he did the announcing for major league the movies and then he was just oh man murder scott's laughing this is great uh, I just like your impersonation. What you're doing it great. That's his name. Yeah, the oh, problem is it doesn't elicit a name. Must be in the front row. <laughs> just a bit outside. Hey, I must be in the front row. Yeah, because the uh, ticket person comes with the Bud Light commercials and two oh two. My lifetime batting average. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I keep on looking at the keyboard if I can come up with this name based <laughs> off like a letter or something. Uh, it's like a generic first name like Steve or Jim or we're gonna play the first name game. Like, yeah. Mason, what's your dad's <laughs> name? <laughs> yeah, what's your dad's name? Oh my gosh. How can I not get this? I have to Damn, get this. Euchre. Uh uh Euchre. Um Bob. Bob Uecker. There you go. Bob Uecker. That's <laughs> mad. Right. But he came up with it. I looked at the U and I thought of the... <laughs> All right. Yeah. We're going to check in with Bob Uecker. <laughs> All right. Go Saints has checked in with Bob Uecker. Foreplay. What did you say? He missed the tag. It's Bob Uecker. <laughs> it's Bob Uecker. That's correct. Question number two. Serious is the actual name of the song that is better known as the Chicago Bulls intro song. What band performed Sirius on their 1982 album, Eye in the Sky? Yeah, we can check in. Go Saints has checked in. So, Foreplay, you can talk it out. Okay. It's either Alan Parsons Project or Alan Parsons Project. Okay. <laughs> I, like this, I like this second one. <laughs> Maybe you should flip a coin. Yes, the eye in the sky. It's uh, we're going Alan Parsons project. All right, checking in with Alan Parsons project and Go Saints. What did you say? I'm glad we're picking music that I actually listened to in my <laughs> wheelhouse. Uh, yeah, we also check in with Alan Parsons project. And that is correct. The Alan Parsons project was the uh, was the band. Moving on to question number three. 
In It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Mac has an unhealthy obsession with which power-hitting second baseman to whom he writes a love letter in a 2009 episode. I'm checking with that, Gary. Yeah, I, I, not, I've seen like an episode or two, and that even seems vaguely familiar. So yeah, I kind of like okay. that. Yeah, awesome. Yep, we're checked in. All right, four players checked in. Go Saints. Feel free to talk it out. The only power hitting second baseman I can think of around that time is Matt Kemp, but you came up with something else that makes more sense because of the Phillies, maybe right? Because he played yeah. for the Phillies then. He was a second baseman for the Phillies. That would be chase utley but i don't know why you'd be obsessed with <laughs> you don't need to ask questions about that show it makes no sense at all there's no it's totally off the wall and wacky so you want to yeah, just I go mean, with that that's the best guess that i got i don't, can't think of why he would be obsessed with matt kemp right i don't even know if that's the answer but yeah i mean if it's if it's a Philly player, that's second baseman at the time would have been Chase Utley. Somewhere around that ballpark. Well, let's check it in. All right, we'll check in with Chase Utley. Checking in Chase Utley and foreplay. What did you say? Uh, Matt Kent, an outfielder. So I, I don't think it's him. Who was the second baseman that played for Jeff the Kent? Kent. That's Jeff Kent. Yeah, I figured that too. Sorry, about. sorry. Um, yeah, I went with pretty similar logic. We did. I mean, the Phillies around the time they won the World Series in 08 and then went back in 09 so it just made sense and their power hitting second baseman was chase utley so that's what we checked in with all right both teams checking in with chase utley and the answer to the question is chase utley he loves him for a lot of reasons but one of them is for his uh his his beautiful flowing hair (laughs) yes of course he's not as uh, handsome as that uh, landis landis cow how do you say gabriel landis Landis yeah there you go yeah. Yes, the, he's dreamy. The ever. fun is he in the is chase. He is a handsome fellow. Yeah. The fun is in the chase. <laughs> Question number four in halftime. In the Air Bud franchise, what is the title of the 2002 release in which the kids discover that Buddy has an uncanny ability to play baseball? Greatest athlete of all time, by the way. I mean, right? I, yeah. I, I'm really not sure how that's debatable, actually. My uh, my family had a uh, a fantasy draft a few years ago where they only picked fictional athletes, and uh, Air Bud was in the was one of the first couple picks. Oh sure, yeah. Just listening to uh, Triviality, where they had a question. I think it was a swing roundabout. These ones, and that's a plug for our friends over at Triviality. Go listen no. to them; they are an incredible trivia podcast show. Not a great plug, but it was a plug. Is that really what it's called? I don't know, but that's a good pun. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure called. I heard that earlier today on that one. So, you I mean, see? you have something. I didn't have anything for this, but right, that's let's check in with that. Well, I guess so. Okay, Go Saints has checked in. Foreplay, talk it out. Yeah, so we both know that uh, the best one in the series is Airbud Golden Receiver. <laughs> trying to remember the baseball one i think that's the last one that kevin zeggers was in that the kid because i think he got too old for the the next one going he aged forward. out yeah i think he aged out yeah that's right i said kevin zeggers this is why i scored well on that hollywood cast connections podcast and not on this one <laughs> um all right gary so we know it's gonna be punny yep 
I, uh, I haven't seen any of these things, so it would only be like casual hearing it on some trivial yeah. list at some point in time that it might ring a bell. I um, also, I didn't, I mean, I probably saw them like, these are the types of movies they'd play like in school if there was a substitute teacher or something, <laughs> you know, for when you're a kid and that's, I've seen them, but I didn't want to watch them on my own because I the thought of a dog being better at sports than me didn't sit right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was a special dog. I, I know. He could do it all. Ah, uh, so I, I'm just trying to think what what works. Oh, geez. Um, What's baseball? And yeah. you think he played outfield as a position, or do they have him doing everything? I, 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 um, I mean, could it be a key on a word for pitcher? I can't imagine. There's no way. Who's a five tools player? I don't know why you would restrict. Well, that's what him, I was thinking, Gary. but I don't think Jeez, he was come pitch. on. I don't yeah. think he was I can't imagine he could pitch. So he had to be running catching around the ball catching in his it. Mouth. Yeah, I think. So, so be a spitball. Yeah, yeah. It's a five tool. Who's a five tool? I mean, yeah. Air, well, yeah, five paw. Air bud. Air bud. Um, the mouthfielder. Um, no. Uh, Angie see. in the outfield. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if they played off of you know like golden again or retriever. Golden, yeah. gold, gold, golden glove, gold glove. I. Oh, I, I like it. I, I don't know that they played off a gold twice, but that, that at least has a chance, I think. It doesn't sound right. Like I feel like it's one of those where if I if it's right, I, I would recognize yeah. it. Yeah, I, I agree. I think if I heard it, I would say, yeah, I've heard that. But I, I still like gold glove. It's clever. I, think, I really thought when the question was going, it was going to be golden receiver, and we could have just been done with this. Yeah, I, I, that's what I was hoping for because it's the only one I knew for a fact. Wasn't there a Golden Gloves one where it was a boxer? I think or there is was. That just a, is I, that just a fantasy idea in my head that I want to be real? I don't know. I think he won a gold medal and he won gold. Uh, Airbud gold, gold prospector. He, good as gold. Yeah, wasn't he a gymnast in one of them? He got tens. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Which is a 70 in dog years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's like, is this real? <laughs> this the, the surfing one. There's so many good air buds. Yeah. It's the doggy, the doggy paddler. Blows my mind all the, that they just kept making them. Doggy paddler. So <laughs> what are we like? Gold uh, gold gold <laughs> digger? What <laughs> No, that's the one where he married a really uh, yeah. old, like old guy. He married uh, John D. Rockefeller and took his money. Never thought we had yeah. John D. Rockefeller yeah. on the team. <laughs> Never thought that this podcast would have <laughs> bestiality as a Calling him a gold digger. Air bud. Any chance the word air, air ball, air, nothing like that. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, Rare air. No, that was a different gang. Yeah, no, that's still something. That's a completely different movie. Yeah. Air. Uh, air apparent. Air. Uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Gold coming. gold glove. I like. When gold, gold, do we want to just do gold glover? Golden glove. Gold. I, how do we want to word it? Air bud. Golden glove. Sure. All right, we're gonna go with Airbud Golden Glove. Although I like all the other ones we came up with better. Yes, if it's not it's right, they should have been. Yeah. All right, checking in with Airbud Golden Glove, and Go Saints. What did you check in with? 
Yeah. Only because I listened to Triviality earlier today. For some reason, it had something to do with uh, the seventh inning. So, oh, seventh, seventh inning, inning stretch. Fetch. It's oh. got to be seventh inning fetch. Yes, it is. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Checking it with seventh inning fetch. And the correct answer is Airbud seventh inning fetch. Oh, that's right. They actually made fetch happen. I totally <laughs> forgot about that. Some of the other titles in the series were, of course, Airbud Golden Receiver, um, Airbud World Pup, where yeah. he, they find out he's a great soccer player, and Airbud Spikes Back. Yeah, uh, the volleyball. Beach volleyball. volleyball. Yes. <laughs> it's not a very good pun. They could have done better. Yeah, I think so too. Well, considering that uh, in volleyball, when you uh, when you read return a, a spike it's a dig you could have done something with digs right yeah but the air Bud gold digger was already taken they had a yeah idea. that's right they had an that idea one. in the works they didn't want to you know air Bud ball digger no no that's a, again that's a whole different thing setter gold he was digger? a setter yeah <laughs> no yeah. he was a, he was a gold go. receiver <laughs> air Bud no longer a setter oh to no. be a setter irish setter all right question number five in halftime because we haven't had any literature yet. In his 1972 book, The Boys of Summer, Roger Kahn recounts his time as a young reporter following which team in their quest for the 1955 World Series Championship? All right, we can check in, Dan. All right, Go Saints has checked in. Foreplay, talk it out. Um, uh, boy, just the phrase Boys of Summer seems like it should be something very apparent that I've I've heard and know who that refers to. Um, yeah, I mean I'm a fan of the song. I don't know much about this. Yeah, I I I can't tell you my love for you will still be strong. It, it seems to me like it was a, a like a big city thing, not some small thing. Yeah. And and I lean towards New York or the Brooklyn Dodgers. I think that's got to be a couple years before they left for L.A. Yeah, the Dodgers um, were initially were my first thought. Yeah, um, that's. I don't know why. Yeah, that's that's where I think I'd have to land if I had to pick one, and we do so. Yeah, that's, I think we should. Then I think it was both of our initial reactions. Yeah. All right, we'll check in with the uh, Dodgers. Checking in with the Brooklyn Dodgers and Go Saints. What did you say? I, I'm pretty sure 1955 was the Bobby Thompson shot heard around the world. Uh, if I'm, maybe that was 56 or I can't remember exactly, but I remember this book having Ebbets Field on the front when I was a kid, you know, and they give you a book report. And then the only thing you'd look for was a sports related book because you didn't <laughs> want to learn about anything else. So they had I'm books pretty, when you were a kid. Books I know. Were, right. They were, yeah. wow. they were on scrolls. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's the New York baseball giants, New York baseball giants. You're checking in with, well, you are correct, Matt. Ebbets Field was on the cover of that book, Uh-oh. and that's because it was the Brooklyn yeah. Dodgers. Polo grounds, buddy. I always forget about who played at who, so yeah, so my fault. Sorry, Mason. That's all good. I didn't have anything on that, so. I think Bobby Thompson's 54. Was it? I think so. Shot heard around the world. Okay. Heading into the second half, we have a score of Go Saints with 230 and Foreplay with 210. Close game and still anyone's game now on to the second half we'd like to take a minute to invite you to follow us on facebook instagram and twitter 
at BenchwarmersTP. We also have a Facebook group for fans of the pod called The Bench. Join us there to comment on the latest episodes and share cool sports facts and trivia. If you'd be willing to rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher, we'd greatly appreciate the support so that other people may find this podcast. Thanks. Today's third quarter will be David versus Goliath. David versus Goliath. This quarter will consist of five pairs of questions, one easier, David, and one harder, Goliath. After hearing both questions, each team will pick one of the two questions to answer, either David or Goliath. Each David question is worth 20 points, and each Goliath question is worth 50 points. And this is going to be the David versus Goliath College Conferences edition. Question number one, David. There are three schools in the Southeastern Conference that share the same nickname. What is that nickname? And question number one, Goliath. There are three teams in the Atlantic 10 Conference that share the same nickname. What is that nickname? I'm willing to gamble if you want to. I'll, I'll uh, channel my inner Eric and uh, gamble if you want. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure. I, I think that's... All right. We're going to go ahead and check in. Oh, Saints has checked in. So foreplay, you talk it out. All right. I could... Uh... What I was saying is I, I I can name a lot of the nicknames, but I don't know who's in what conference. So if we uh, yeah. can rattle off a lot of teams like the SEC, that's got like a two halves. It's like mammoth, isn't it? Yes, SEC East and West now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was hard enough before, and then everybody moved all over the place, yep, so it exactly, got worse. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we, we uh, certainly had – Tigers is a possibility for SEC, you said. Well, yeah, they got Auburn and LSU with both the Tigers. Mm-hmm. Clemson's not in the SEC, so we don't have to worry about them as the Tigers. But Bulldogs, you got Mississippi State. And Georgia. And Georgia. And I, boy, I would have swore there was another Bulldogs I've heard of. I think who else? So, obviously, SEC, we've got Tennessee. We've got Arkansas. That's Vols and Razorbacks. Alabama Crimson Tide. Wildcats, there are they in there? Kentucky, Kentucky's in there, but I don't know if there's any other Wildcats. I, no, I don't I think just... he's going to count any other like like if there's Red Hawks. Is he counting Hawks and Red Hawks? And right. I don't know if there's any other types, but I'm just trying to think for the SEC. Is it Bulldogs or Tigers? Who which would who, who am I missing? Yeah. Um... Missouri didn't didn't Missouri Tigers oh, yeah. move yes, in there? It's, so it's it's Tigers. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're right. So so David is Tigers. The A ten man. That's how many A ten teams do we have in there? Jeez. Um. Yeah. So you know it's one, two three. There's not ten. Four, I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> five. So yeah, St. Joe's, Richmond, Dayton, Temple. I mean, all the ones are so unique names with Richmond and the Spiders and Temple and the Owls. I can't yeah, imagine the flyers, there's three yeah. Owls, the Flyers. That's the only Flyers, I bet you, 
who else is part of that group of teams? Right, uh, I'm trying to think who else is 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 in there. It's obviously up here. It's like Northeast. It's like Virginia. What are they? I know it's not going to be. They're ACC. Cavaliers. ACC. There you go. Another Atlantic term. Yeah, when you get into like Carolina, what what are their uh, what's their conference? Uh, ACC is like the Tar Heels and. Duke oh, that's also okay. Okay. Guys, yeah. Yeah. So I've got to move coastal, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's up. It's northeast. Okay. Um, who, who else is up in that neighborhood? Like Pennsylvania schools, Massachusetts schools. Yeah. Damn, they're saying. Oh, that goes that here. goes all the way up to Massachusetts, eh? Glad I'm here. Um. So you got. Yeah, like UMass. You man, I mean, it's not going to be Minutemen, right. Huskies. I don't think there's enough of them if they're even part of it. Friars, if you're into Providence or Rhode Island Rams, I don't think there's that many Rams. Could be Virginia Commonwealth, I think, is the Rams, but I don't know. Is there another one? They, Are they, weren't, they weren't in the A10. They might be now. Yeah. Um, the A10 has changed. They, I know they were in the Colonial for. Yeah. Um, Maybe it is Rams, though. You think uh, Rhode Island is part of that? Rhode Island's a conference. At least Rhode Island was a ten when I paid attention to it. Yeah. Before they started moving everything, but I kind of like I'm, I kind of like Rams. Rhode Island's Rams, VCU is Rams, and then I think there's a green school, right? Is there a school that has green in it that has Rams? Who would that be? Fordham. Are they part? There are they the Rams? Are I don't know where Fordham's at. Fordham's in New York. They, I believe they're the Rams. I didn't. I don't know if they're A10 or not. Yeah. I mean, we could play it safe. I. I, I we can. I good either way, like, but the, oh, we just don't know school. for a fact. Yeah, I think Fordham. I think is green. Aren't I they? I thought they were gray. I, I don't. I, I don't I, know I, those. I have East. an ex-roommate that went to Fordham. Yeah, you're. You're all of his neck stuff of was woods. gray. Okay. I mean, I you know maybe he just like gray and got it in gray. Yeah. Know. Um, if you get up into the New uh, uh, New Hampshire, Vermont, are they at all part of that potentially? Um, no, Vermont the, Catamounts are like Metro. The metro there's not Atlanta. three Catamounts, no. No, I don't think so. I don't remember what I New really Hampshire is. Like, I like the Rams a lot for Goliath. I don't know if we want to gamble on it. There's a good chance Mason knows the Goliath. Just Mason, not Matt. Hmm. I, I I got no problem gambling on that. I I don't know our likelihood of being right, but uh, why not? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, we're gonna check in with uh, Goliath and say Rams. Checking in with Goliath with the Rams. Go Saints! What did you say? So we kind of struggled to name A10 teams at the beginning. The first one I thought was Richmond Spiders, which I knew there weren't three spiders. Um, then I remember Davidson was A10 because that's where Curry went to school. Um, and so Matt kind of listed some other ones, Fordham, George Mason, Dayton. Um, and he said Fordham is the Rams. And when I started thinking about that, Will Wade, who's the coach at LSU, coached at VCU, um, which was also the Rams. And at the last minute, Matt said Rhode Island might be the Rams too. So based off of that, we also went Goliath with Rams. Both teams checking in the Goliath with the Rams. Well, indeed, David. Um, in the SEC, you have Auburn, Louisiana State, and Missouri as the Tigers. And in the Atlantic 10, you have Fordham, 
Rhode Island and Virginia Commonwealth as the Rams. Nice. Question number two, <clears throat> David. There are three schools in the Atlantic Coast Conference whose nicknames contain a color that's included in a Crayola eight-pack of crayons. Name all three schools. Question to Goliath. There are three schools in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference with nicknames containing a color. Name one of those schools. You want to go with that? I think, yeah, sure, maybe. Gamble. We'll go with it. We'll check in. Go Saints has checked in. Foreplay. Feel free to talk it out. All right, here we go again. Um, I'm just really struggling with all the, the movement. Red Hawks. I'm, I'm trying to think of the, the primary eight colors. White, black, blue, yellow, green, well, red, I just, I, yeah, I wrote orange. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, what other color am I missing? Is gray's probably not part of that. What else? White. Is it white, maybe? I got white, black, yellow, green, blue, red, orange, purple. purple. Yeah. The Niagara Purple Eagles. What are they? Is that Where's, a team? Yeah. They I don't know would, where. They would maybe be in the Metro Atlantic. Hmm. Interesting. I'm pretty sure that's Niagara's team is Purple Eagles. I think we should check that in. Okay. Go ahead. Check it in for Goliath. All right. Checking in Niagara for foreplay. Go Saints. What did you say? I, I came up with one that we're not sure on, but I think uh, along with Ferris State, I think another one of the schools that beat the Gophers at some point when they were good at hockey back in the day was Marist, and I think they were called the Red Foxes. So we checked in with the Marist Red Foxes. Checking in with Marist. All right, going back to David, the three ACC schools that have colors in their nicknames. You have the Duke Blue Devils, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, and Scott, the Syracuse Orange. We would have got that. In um, the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference, you have the Canisius Golden Griffins. <laughs> I knew Canisius, but I didn't know what they're... Oh, you should have said I would have known oh, that. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> that was the... easy. You Albany plays them all the time. Oh, yeah. That, it, yeah, absolutely. Oh, well. The okay. Niagara Purple Eagles Ooh, and the Marist Red Foxes. Look at there. Named after, you know, everyone's favorite actor from seven Big dummy. Mm. <laughs> Elizabeth, I'm coming to see you. Question number three, David. Back to the Atlantic Coast Conference. Name the university in the Atlantic Coast Conference that shares its nickname with a team from the NFC South. Goliath. Name the university in the Missouri Valley Conference that shares its name with a team in the NFC South. <laughs> I know, but I'm just telling you, I'm just telling you what yeah, I know. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. Know, I know, I know. I, I'm I pretty know. sure they're probably in there and I know that's their name. So, All right, yeah. we're, we're checked in. Okay, four players checked in. Go Saints, you can talk it out. I know that Northern Iowa is a thing that just, they just changed their name here like about 10 years ago or something. They used to be called like, uh, they were named after a president, something like Truman University of Truman or Truman University or something. 
they changed it to Northern Iowa because I remember it being on a some sort of survey thing that somebody whatever anyway. And they're the Panthers. So, um, but you think the the David you said is what? I forget. I think, I think Pitts. Pitts the Pitt? Panthers. Yep, they're the Pitt Panthers. I think they're in the yeah. ACC because they. I know they play Clemson recently. <clears throat> Well, I know that they uh, they also play West Virginia in the backyard brawl, but uh... <laughs> sure. um, I what I knew. <laughs> um, the, the question is: Do we? What percentage uh, are you confident of the of Pitt? Pitt, I'm I'm yeah. ninety five plus. Like I'm pretty. I can't sure. think of any other conference conference that Northern Iowa would be in. They wouldn't be in the MAC. Right, that's too far away. That's too far. The closest one would be Northern Illinois, which is only a few hours away, but, but they'd have to go all the way over to you know Ohio, Kentucky, the Western Ohio, Eastern Ohio area. Yeah, um, they wouldn't be in like the Northern Sun and Division Two. They'd play Division One, and what's that other one that has like North Dakota, South Dakota? Um, I don't, know the name of the don't even know the name of that one either. They might play in that conference, though. Is it the Big Big Sky or something like that? That's is Montana, it? but I don't know if that counts. Yeah, there's the two Montana schools. I don't know. Yeah. It's up to you, man. If you want to gamble on the Northern Illinois, then we can. But I, my, again, I know that they're the Panthers. Right. But I have no clue what conference they play in. Yeah. I mean – I'm willing to take the risk if you want to go with it. I I'm, okay. I just I don't know what con- I like your logic. I don't know what conference they're in, so maybe they are in the. So if they if they get it right and we get it wrong, that means they're up by tw- uh, thirty points. 30, which I mean is not. It's still I mean, it's close. It's not an insurmountable lead, right? Yeah. So let's go with it. Okay. We'll so, check in with the uh, Northern Iowa Panthers for Goliath. Checking in with Northern Iowa. And foreplay, what did you say? Uh, we decided to go with the Eastern Illinois Panthers, who we're hoping is part of Missouri Valley Conference. All right. Well, um, as Mason did say, um, Pittsburgh is the Panthers, and that was the answer to the ACC. I'm going to tell you right now that Eastern Illinois is in the Ohio Valley Conference. Oh. Northern Iowa, however, is in the Missouri Valley Conference, and they are the Panthers for 50 points. Question number four, David. The Big East contains two schools with nicknames that match an MLB team name. Name one of these schools. Goliath, the American Athletic Conference contains two schools with nicknames that match MLB team names. Name both schools. Yeah, we'll go ahead and check in. Go we, Saints has checked in. Foreplay, you can talk it out. I'm almost thinking that we're not going to be able to pinpoint a school in the no. American athletic. That would feel good reason, enough. I'm, I'm like drawing a huge blank on that conference. Do we want to yeah. just try to just do oh. David? I think we're going to have to. I think we need to get something here to stay kind of afloat. Um, Cardinals stood out. Like Louisville used to be in Conference USA. I don't know if they moved to the Big East. Again, the movement really screws me up. But then we have Seton Hall Pirates. Good point. Yeah, we're not even 100% on the conference. I 
right? Seton Hall should be Big East. Let me put mm-hmm. it like that. I think yeah. they, they might have been A10 at one point. They're in the A10 area, but I think they're a little bit bigger of a school as far as like, you know, they've been relatively competitive in college basketball. I think enough to merit them being in the Big East, especially since some of the Big East schools like Syracuse have left. I think that Seton Hall would be in there to fill that void. And geographically, it makes sense. Yeah. So yeah, I'm, I'm that's the one I like the best. Yeah, I'm comfortable with doing that. So we will check in with David uh, with the answer of the Seton Hall Pirates. Checking in David with the Seton Hall Pirates. And go Saints, what did you say? I was trying to think of – honestly, I felt AAC was easier for me than Big East just because I don't follow the Big East. It um, also changes so rapidly. Yeah, I mean, both of them have changed a lot. But I was just trying to remember, like, AAC championships recently. And I remember that Memphis is one of those, um, and they're the Memphis Tigers. So that's one of them that we went with. And then the other one, I'm not even sure if they play in the conference, but I know that Eastern Carolina is called the Pirates. So, And I'm pretty sure that they at some point moved over to the AAC. I know they used to play in the same conference as Marshall years ago, but I don't even know what that is anymore. But I think they moved over to AAC recently, or within the last few 10 years or something. So we went with... Memphis and ECU. All right. Checking in with Memphis and ECU. Well, on David, the, uh, the Big East is really basically all of the Catholic universities now. That's, uh, that's what that's turned into, like uh, oh, wow. Butler and Marquette and Providence and Villanova, Xavier. But the, uh, the two teams from there that do have baseball nicknames would be the Creighton Blue Jays. And the Seton Hall Pirates. I had no idea Creighton moved to the Big East. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in the AAC, those are all those teams that kind of fit in the miscellaneous category. This conference didn't uh, even begin until 2013. Yeah, is that the old Conference USA teams? Like um, the Conference USA okay? is is still a conference, but a lot of these teams were from the Conference USA. Um, but the two teams in there are the Memphis Tigers and the East Carolina Panthers. All yes. right. Yes. That's that's good. Good. Nice job there, guys, because I'd never even heard of that conference. So, All right. Finally, question number five. David, the Florida Atlantic Owls are one of two owls in Conference USA. Which other school in the conference has Owls as their nickname? And Goliath, there is only one Division I conference that contains the nicknames Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Oh, my. <laughs> Which conference is it? Oh, oh Wow. Yeah, go ahead, Mason. We'll go ahead and check in. Go Saints has checked in for play. Talk it out. All right. Let's start with the David. Um, yeah. So for Owls. Owls. The, the only other Owls I could think of were Rice or Temple, and you seem to think. Well, Temple that, we know is A-10. Temple's not. Yeah. Um, right. Rice could be. I figured Rice was the best chance on that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't know where they're at, but I, I treat Conference USA as kind of a catch-all of teams that didn't go into other schools or conferences, I should say. Yeah. So I if we're them. thinking so yeah. All right. yeah, so let's say if we're if we're leaning towards rice on that. Mm-hmm. For Goliath, Lions, Tigers, and Bears. Lions. That's the key. There's a lot of tigers. 
there's probably a lot less bears. I mean, I, a Missouri state are the bears. I mean, you got like Baylor, obviously, are the bears. Baylor, yeah. We have golden bears out in Cal, like you said. Exactly, and I'm not thinking of too much more than that. There's probably some, and you, you could certainly in the West, I would picture yeah. that you might see more teams with that sort of a name. Yep, I, I would agree with that. Like um, schools in like Colorado or but Lions. I, I honestly just – I can almost picture a logo in my head, but I can't put a school with it. So, Lions. Yeah, it's certainly not going to be one of your premier conferences, even though it's you know Div 1. It, it could be like one of these things that the Idaho's and you know yeah, Wyoming's exactly. and those sort of things have. The problem here is that – I'm I don't I'm not even 100% confident on Rice where it's like oh let's just take the David you know right I boy I didn't think there was a ton of owls but honestly if I was naming them I would not have thought of Florida Atlantic even though when I hear it I know it's right right so it does, certainly doesn't mean there's not another one out is, there I forgot and uh, we can't even necessarily attack it geographically because like you were saying, Conference USA, it's kind of all over the place, it seems like. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we have to say, oh, it's in the Florida area, you know. Yeah. Well, Rice, I don't know if they were ever in, like, a, a lot of those Texas schools kind of blew up and went all over the place. And they're they're Texas, yeah. right? They're like Houston or something, I think. Yeah, they're, they're Texas. Yeah. So there's definitely a, a chance that, that <laughs> if, if I had to do something, I, I think I would go there because I don't know if I could ever name – whatever conference that, that yeah. those other teams are. I, we could I can't throw out think. a random conference that we haven't covered yet, like the Sun Belt or the Southland, but yeah, um, I don't want to just throw anything out there. Exactly. The uh, is it the, the WAG. Big West. You know, what, there's just too many random names when I think at least we have a chance with Rice. I, I, yep. So – yeah, let's do that. We'll take our chances. We'll hope mm-hmm. that uh, the fourth quarter, the categories go in our favor. And yep, yeah. All right. So I so we will check in uh, for David with Rice. Checking in Rice University and go Saints. What did you say? Yeah. So there aren't that many owls. First thing was Temple, but I'm pretty sure they're not CUSA. Um, but thanks to the Bayou Bucket Classic, the Rice. University Rice University is the Owls, so that is what we also checked in with for the David. All right, both teams checking in with Rice University, and Rice University is correct for twenty points each. For Goliath, your three teams would be the Columbia Lions, the Brown Bears, and the Princeton Tigers of the Ivy League. Yeah, would have never gotten there. Once you said Columbia, I was like, yeah, it's Columbia Lions. That made sense. But. Columbia Lions. Never, ever heard of that one. I thought for sure it had to have been one of those Big Sky Mountain West. Yeah. I was even going to yeah. ask, does there need to be a clarifying, like a Nittany Lions versus yeah, like the bears. Brown Bears, that kind of a stuff, you know? Yeah. yeah. After the third quarter, we have a score of four play with 350. And pulling away just a little bit, Go Saints is at 450. That brings us to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter, known as Put Your Fours Up, 
This quarter consists of five categorized questions that teams will wager up to 100 points each, not to exceed their current point total. The categories for today are as follows. Lakers, Kings, Chargers, Dodgers, and Rams. Lakers is going to be actually in college conferences. Kings will be an NBA question. Chargers, also an NBA question. Dodgers is a baseball question. And Rams is an eSports question. It's now time for the teams to place their wagers. Now that the wagers are in, on to the questions. Question number one in Lakers. In 1895, representatives from Lake Forest College were in attendance for the planning meeting to create a college athletics conference. They missed the second meeting and were replaced by another school that is still in the conference. Which conference was born of these meetings? All right, let's check that in, Gary. Okay, foreplay is checked in. That means Go Saints can talk it out. I can't think of anything other than that one that would be um, Lake Forest as in Lake Forest, Illinois, and the time frame sounds about right. I thought Lake Forest was somewhere around the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. And so... And know your guest and know your host. You know, Gary's from Illinois. Dan likes Big Ten stuff. So you want to go with Big Ten? Yeah, I mean, if it's in Illinois, I don't know what other conference unless it's like we're gonna start doing the missouri valley or oh you know the origin story of the missouri valley conference oh my gosh you know (laughs) sit around gather around children let me tell you the story of the missouri valley how lake forest (laughs) was that second meeting and changed the course of history forever (laughs) (laughs) all right let's go we'll go ahead and check in with uh big 10 checking with the big 10 for how many points 100 for 100 points. And foreplay, what did you say? Uh, we said uh, the Lake Forest Foresters are uh, in Northern Illinois. So this region probably was the Big Ten. So yeah, we went Big Ten. Big Ten for how many points? Uh, 25. For 25. Well, um, other schools that were, uh, that were there for this, um, one of them was the University of Chicago. Um, but when Lake Forest... Um, missed the second meeting, they were replaced with Michigan, and it was the Big Ten. Question number two, in Kings, this three-time SEC Player of the Year won the 1985 NBA scoring title with the Knicks before suffering a devastating knee injury when he attempted to block a Kansas City Kings Reggie Theus dunk. I I think I just put it to you, Gary. I'm pretty sure that's it. That's exactly where I was going to go, to tell you the truth. So we are that, checked in. All right. Four players checked in. So go Saints. You can talk it out. I mean, one of the most famous, uh, you know, knee injury players was uh, Bill Walton, right? Uh, he always had horrible knees, and that's kind of minimized his career too, right? But he played for UCLA. Yeah. Uh, so late 70s, early 80s, tremendous SEC basketball player so can you think of any 1985 leading scorer from the knicks i can't even think of 1985 knicks players i mean bill bradley yeah. but he he probably retired in the late 70s right right yeah that's yeah, charles yeah. oakley was way later yeah 
Um, I don't know a lot about Knicks players. I mean, I can tell you Patrick Ewing, but 1985, no. I just want to throw out a, a name, a last name. and I can't think of anyone else who played on that team. No. I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you want to do? I guess just, I mean, since all the players that we've named around there don't fit anything, maybe we just pick a last name. Johnson or Smith or Hanson or, uh, you know, Johnson. Jordan. or <laughs> Oh, yeah, Michael Jordan's brother. Yeah, lucky Jordan. <laughs> Sounds good. Smith. I don't, don't know at this point. All right, we'll go with uh, – we'll check him with Smith. With Smith for how many points? 100. All right, over to foreplay. What did you say? Uh, in the category of Kings, we checked in with Bernard King. For 100 points. Well, if you were just going to name a name, going with the category name probably would have been a good idea. It was Bernard King. Now we've got a score of 450 for um, the Go Saints and 425 for foreplay. Question number three in Chargers. Which disgraced NBA referee resigned from the league in 2007 and was promptly brought up on federal charges due to his admission that he had bet on games that he officiated. We can check in. Foreplay has checked in. Go Saints. Talk it out. Yeah, it's like Donahue or Donahue or something like that. I, I don't It's really... an Irish name. I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shame of so money bags part two. Yeah. Shame of so money bags. An Irish name. Any of them. It's O'Callaghan. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, it's um, Donahue, I think is what it was. Okay. You want to check I, in with that? Sure. Okay. I, I, I don't remember this. So. We'll check in with uh, Donahue. I think his first name might have been Tim or something like that for 100 points. Those Saints has checked in for 100 points with Donahue. And foreplay, what did you say? Oh, yeah. Tim Donahue for 100 points. And the answer was Tim Donahue. That was a very big black eye on the league. They, uh, they had to get rid, of, uh, get rid of him. Oh, yeah. Question number four. In Dodgers, Dodger Stadium is built on a parcel of land that was taken by eminent domain and is named after what geological feature? It has since become a nickname for Dodger Stadium. We're checked in. All right. Foreplay has checked in. That means Go Saints can talk it out. It's called Chavez Ravine. Okay. I mean, I don't know what else that would be. Geological is a ravine, right? Sure. I That name was not in my head. But if that's something that makes sense, then sure. What were you thinking? I mean, the only things I could think of around California, San Andreas Fault and the La Brea Tar Pits. But I don't think <laughs> either one of those. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is, is a ravine is a geological... Yeah. That's right, and the Chavez, uh, the Chavez Ravine. Let's go I, ahead and I, check in with that for 100 points with the Chavez uh, Ravine. All right, checking in with Chavez Ravine and Foreplay. What did you say? We, we also went with Chavez Ravine. Okay, both teams getting points on that. It is Chavez Ravine. Um, it's a really sad story, actually. The... Um, that area was home to many, many Mexican Americans. And um, when the Brooklyn Dodgers came a knocking, the, um, the city took that land 
bioeminent domain and built the stadium there. Yeah, not only did they take that land, but I think they actually, um, you know, uh, uh, kicked a bunch of them back to Mexico, you know, or that's a horrible way of saying that. What is the deported. proper way of saying that? They deported. deported them to Mexico, yeah. Even people who lived in the U.S. but didn't have birth certificates. Yep. Question number five in Rams. In April of 2020, eSports made its return to ESPN with the LCS playoffs, which video game is played in LCS? We're checked in. And foreplay has checked in. And once again, go Saints. You can talk it out. I don't even know what is LCS. Do you know? I mean, Fortnite. Or... Yeah, but I would think LCS is, stands for the game. Oh, yeah? I mean, LC or like L or... I mean, what... Why would he not say L- what LCS stands for if it didn't stand for the direct game? That's what I'm like where they have the different single shooter, not single shooter, but like a, a like a live action type thing or a, um, I don't know. But he's looking for a specific game. He wouldn't give us the nickname of the game and then have. Right, that's what I'm saying. LCS stands probably for what the game, whatever game it is. You think so? I don't think it does. So, so what does LCS stand for? Then? I have no idea. The only game that I know about the, I mean, there's Fortnite's the big one that all the kids are playing, but I'm not sure yeah. if that's the one that they all play in the, those kinds of competitions. I think those are all the single extra, like Halo and the, um, that what's those other ones, um, where you can be like, a, you know, the Germans or the Allies, that kind of World Call War Duty. II stuff. What's that? Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty and yeah, that kind of stuff. I don't know. I mean, we bet a minimal number of points here, so you can go ahead and guess whatever you want, my friend. I remember there was some kind of like racing game that they did, but I couldn't even tell you for the life of me what that's Oh, Mario Kart. Sure. Yeah, we're going to go ahead and know. (laughs) It was like they were racing cars or something. I I don't know what it's called. Um, (laughs) The Mario Kart. all right let's go ahead and check with that with our one point uh we are going to check in with the mario kart league championship series for one point (laughs) checking in with mario kart for one point and foreplay what did you say you know we had uh we did zero points to start with and we said it's got to be air bud stars in mma in the Last Kali standing. <laughs> That's it. You got it. Mason, start making that for your uh, for the art for this episode. <laughs> yeah, we, we yeah, I think it's got to be Air Bud. <laughs> this is a five tool athlete. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, no points are awarded on this uh, on this one. And and Mason, y- you said most of the name several times as you were as you were deliberating the game that is played in lcs the cs does stand for championship series and the game is huh. league of legends mm. that makes sense. then why isn't it called the lol cs that's funny <laughs> <laughs> oh wonderful the game has come to an end and here are the final scores go saints finishes with 649 points and our clipboard captains of the game who are receiving the coveted Ray Lucas award with 675 points 
is foreplay. Mm-hmm. Gary, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, anything you'd like to uh, say before we uh, call it a night tonight? Well, I just want to say this was this was a load of fun. You guys are wonderful. You're brilliant sports minds, and I, I had a blast. Thanks so much. Scott? We won! Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, normally, time. historically, when a guest comes on and they team with me, they don't win, so I'm, I'm really happy uh, that we got the W here. I'd like to thank Airbud first and foremost, uh, for instilling me with all of the sports knowledge that I have from a kid. I also like to thank um, Bernard King, for having really crappy knees and playing for the Knicks because he <laughs> was a swing uh, answer in that last round. And, of course, I want to thank Gary for knowing way more about college basketball teams than I do because that was really the clincher there. So you were a great teammate. Uh, really happy to have you. And please come back anytime and, and lead me to victory. Wonderful. Thank you. That was great. All right, Matt Mason, anything you want to say before we're done tonight? Um, yeah, it was a good game. Um, it's appropriate that four play pulls away in the fourth quarter. Um, there you go. Yeah. I mean, the, I mean, we both got that last question wrong, but aside from that, well, we had some other wrong questions throughout. I I thought it was a great game, Dan. There was a, a fantastic mix of some really tough stuff that we had to concentrate and think about and some, some fun stuff that was mixed into and the, crafting of the questions as always is was phenomenal so thanks for a great game gary thanks for coming on man this was this was a lot of fun we had a good time tonight yeah this was good i I was impressed with the uh the quality of the question writing i shouldn't be surprised but i mean the way it all kind of tied together brilliant a lot of effort goes into that that's that's wonderful well meaning uh coming from you gary that means a lot thank you very much And thank you for listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Until next time, we'll keep the bench warm. That ball hit high and deep. Stretch. Stretch. Get on back there. They look up. You can put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Into deep left center for Mitchell. And we'll see you tomorrow night. That great music you're listening to is by Justin Nozick. Thanks to him for producing that music for us. You've been listening to the Benchwarmers Trivia Podcast. Make sure to check us out on all of our social media. We are at BenchwarmersTP. TP.